What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Do Good Movement. Our purpose here is to make a positive impact on our society through real-life education. The movement comes into play when you share the content to help other people do good just like you. Today, it's going to be a business podcast, and the information I'm going to share with you in just a minute, um, I wish I learned this uh, the easy way versus having to go through the trial and error that I've done the last 12 years of business. And I want to talk to you guys about building a winning team. And when you guys listen to this, I want you to understand, um, I have over a couple hundred people that work for our company. Um, I have had uh, managed and grown and changed many teams over the last 12 years. And uh, right now we are more stable than we've ever been uh, when it comes to tenure, when it comes to turnover. And I think it really comes down to the points that we're going to teach here. And how I'm going to first start out is I want to talk about, I'm going to call them understanding points. And these understanding points, I want you to wrap your head around this and I want you to visualize uh, and reflect on how have you been um, demonstrating or acting as a leader if you look back in the the past years or, or how you're actually doing it right now and how you plan to execute it. You know, us as, as leaders, us as people are nothing without each other. And to execute anything great at life, to succeed in anything great at life, it takes a team. And um, in anything you're going to do, there's going to be competition, whether that's securing the right relationships, whether that's uh, securing the right customers, building business, you're going to be against competition. So at the end of the day, the winner is a person who has the best team. that are aligned, that share the same vision, that share the same values that could execute together. That's the goal because there's multiple players in the space. Whoever has a better team, uh, that better team is going to produce the best product, the best service, and they're going to have the best result. Um, So if you guys want to succeed at anything in life, this uh, podcast that I'm about to release right now and talk to you about is going to literally go through the key formula on how to do this. So understanding points. Through experience, um, I used to try to buy, um, buy a winning team, if you'd say. I'd just interview and interview and interview and interview and try to find somebody who hit all the high points that I wanted to hear and would hire that person in the interview and then later find out we're just not connected as people. We're not aligned as people. We don't share the same values. Uh, and it, it just didn't work out, right? And so we'll talk about that in a minute. But you need to build it versus buy it. And I'll, I'm going to get into that um, as we talk, you know, further in this this episode. You need to also understand that um, there's not one person out there that's going to be a plug and play for what you're looking for. Uh, there's people that will be able to fill uh, different shoes, uh, but there there is no such thing as a plug and play. Um, your job and your responsibility as that leader, your job and responsibility as that business owner is teaching them and educating them and providing the correct resources to get them to that point, um, that you, where you'd like to see them. Okay. Um, the other thing that I want you guys to understand is people have an outside life, like their life is not all work. And in outside life, there's good things and there's bad things. And it comes with weight. And what I mean by that is it, somebody who's working for you today um, or looking to work for you, 
there most likely is are other things going inside going on inside their life that's uh, affecting them um and you need to understand that because when you hire people you're going to clearly expect the best out of them and want them to perform and hit these metrics and service the customers the same way you would and all that. Um, but guys, you got to remember, we're not robots, we're people and there's things that go on in life. So as you're making your decisions, as you're leading your teams, as you're leading your people, um, put that at the forefront of your mind and just say, is this person always off or is there something that might be going on um, outside of this? Um, and that's what I've learned just leading people for a long time is usually when somebody's off, they're not hitting performance, uh, where it's not jiving, uh, it's not necessarily really what's going on with the objective, what really what's going on with the business. Um, it's really what's going on in their life. And I take the responsibility upon myself to learn more about that, help them be there for them, serve them. And the more you do that, the more, uh, the faster they're going to get to recovery and then come back and serve the company. Um, cause you guys build that bond and that heart, um, and that working relationship together. Uh, understand that people want to grow no matter if they say it or they don't like people want to be challenged. They don't want to do the same thing every day. They want to see, um, the, the, not only the vision for the company, but what's the vision for them. And you need to be able to connect those dots very clearly and show them how to get to that next spot. And so if somebody comes in and they, they're always talking about growth. And and when I say growth, it's not necessarily finance. It's going to be that I'm sure that's, you know, always one thing. But just experience and education, man. Like people come to work because um, they, they want to learn. They want to grow. Like this is the continuation of their um, education, and so look at that when you are leading your teams and, and providing jobs is, you know, what, what are you doing to advance um, the, the team? What are you doing to advance your leaders? What education are you giving them? Because in, in life, it's not always about finance, but if you're able to support and help people in other ways that makes their life better, um, that builds their resume to be bigger and better where they can be an asset to the company or they can learn things at work and go into their personal life, like people value that. Because at the end of the day, guys, we just want to be happy. And sometimes we think money is going to make us happy because we could buy these things. And uh, really happiness comes from the mentality and how we, how we look at things, how we tie our emotion to things. Uh, you could be happy being you know, homeless and you could be happy living in a mansion. Uh, I've seen people happy at all different levels. And that, that's the end of the game. So if you could find a way to make people happy and challenge people to want to be better and help them get better, you're providing value and that's going to be a winning formula. Um, the last thing on the understanding points that I want to cover before we get into the thick of this, there, there is some more good information coming would be, uh, understand you work for the team as well. So there can't be this like hierarchy of you guys work for me. You do what I want you to do. Uh, this is how it's going to be. Um, understand you work for the team. Like you are, um, you are a spoke in the wheel. And you need to make sure that all the other spokes are serviced well, that they're tightened up, uh, that that wheel's rotating in the direction that it should be rotating. And really what I mean by that is your job as a leader, your job as a business owner is to say and, and really look at it as like, what am I doing to provide value? Why, why, why are people working for my company? Why are people reporting to me? 
And um, how do I make it better? Would I work for myself? Um, and if the answer is no, like, no, you, you want to lead people and do all these other things and make more income or have all these different experiences, well, more than likely, everybody working for you wants that same thing. So you need to, back to my original point and understanding pieces, be able to connect that. Um, and then don't be the one to make all the decisions. You might have an idea and understanding of what you want to do, um, but I fucked up, guys, like uh, pretty bad. I would say one time last year and uh, many times in the past of, you know, I have all this uh, tenure at the company for being here so long, and uh, sometimes I think, hey, I, I have this thought, let me make the decision. Uh, and I've, I've done a couple things where I, I made decisions without talking amongst my team and brainstorming it and beating it up to see if it's the best decision. And I kind of just powerhouse it. I'm like, this, this is what I want to do. This is what we're going to go do. And I'm very good at influencing and selling things. So team signed up and uh, it was a wrong decision. Now, me, if I, uh, you know, humbling down a little bit and rewinding, if I was more of a team player there, I would have proposed that decision like every other decision I propose on, hey, this is what I think we should do. What do you guys think? And then we'd have the debates and go back and forth. But as a leader, you should never really be the decision maker uh, or the only decision maker. It should be a team decision um, as long as it as long as that decision lies within the core values and the vision of the company. It's going to be a good decision. But when we start making these decisions ourselves. Um, it start those decisions are around uh, a personal emotion or a personal interest, and that always doesn't have the the betterment of the company in mind. So those are the understanding points I want you to get. Now, you're you might be thinking, well, hey, I, I need to hire people. Like I, I need to get people to join my company. So there's a part of it I have to buy. It. Yeah, of, of course you do need to hire people. Um, but this is what you're going to be hiring. So sometimes you look at a resume and you're like oh, this is perfect. They're hitting all the high points. This, they've done this, they've done this, they've done this. Like, looks like the right candidate. Uh, resume doesn't really mean shit. Uh, the only thing I really look at in a resume, and we have another podcast uh, in the beginning when we started doing this thing about interviewing, but the real reason I'm looking at a resume are just like some soft skills, just some like layups on like, hey, have they had to go through, have they led teams before? If they led teams, like, there's a lot of stuff I'm sure I'm going to have to teach them on how we lead teams or our company's going to have to teach them on how we lead teams, but at least they have a little bit of experience there. So I'm just trying to see their exposure to different things with an understanding that there's going to be a lot of work on myself and my team to have this person uh, lead how we want them to lead or do what we uh, would like them to do as a company. The second thing, uh, the tenure, are they able to stick it out, Right. Are they able to go through the bullshit and the politics at work and through the ups and downs and show some tenure? And what I mean by tenure is like the length that they've been staying at their jobs or are they always bouncing around? Because, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of companies that uh, manage things wrong. There's a lot of companies that have the wrong people in place and on their leadership team. Uh, But at the end of the day, guys, that all flushes out. So uh, what I look for in the tenures, do you have the grit? Um, to to stay with the company. It doesn't need to be your last company, but somewhere in there. And that's going to go uh, directly into the, this next topic that I'm going to go through would be the person you're looking for is somebody that matches your values, your values as a company. And um, 
some of the values that we have in our business are like lifetime student, grit, integrity, positive attitude. So when I'm talking to the person, I'm getting to learn through the person. Yeah, I might be checking some things on the resume, just build conversation, but eye to eye with the person, I'm trying to see, do we, do we have the same values as people? That is, that is number one. If you guys cannot connect on values as people and that person's soul doesn't have that same thing as your soul does, fuck, man. I don't care about their experience. You're on an uphill battle trying to get change that person on how they live their life, who they are as a person, and convert them to how you operate and how you run your life. That is a very hard bridge to connect. Not saying it's impossible. It's going to be a hell of a lot of time and a hell of a lot of conversations and a big freaking distraction towards the next thing, which would be the vision of your company. Does the person you're talking to see things the same way you do? So when you're evaluating your team, when you're evaluating this new member you might be bringing in, do you guys share the same vision? Can you guys talk about a topic and and see things the same way? Are you guys always looking through different lenses and, eh, I don't know about this, I don't know about this? Because if you guys can't share the same vision and align and be like, yep, this is what we're doing, here's how we're going to do it, boom, 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 then again, you're going to run into a lot of conflicts along the way, which I call them internal battles. And you have, let me tell you, in business, you have plenty of external battles to go fight. Um, So if you could eliminate that by, in the very beginning, bringing in staff members to align your values and align your vision, you're going to cut out a lot of those internal battles that are going to come up later. Because we are all people, like that will happen where there will be differences. But what I'm trying to teach here and talk to you guys about is cut out those as many differences in the very beginning. Now, that's great. And you might be thinking, well, how are they going to learn the rest? Like, you know, I'm really looking for a plug and play. I mean, well, really back to the beginning, guys, there's, uh, there's no such thing as a plug and play. Like, what? welcome to the world of business. It's do the best you can to find the people who align with your values, the people that align with your vision, that might have a little bit of experience in a couple different things, and you're going to be spending a shit ton of time training, educating, and helping providing the tools all the above to get those candidates, no matter their experience, no matter the companies they work for, to be operating the same way that you would operate or you do operate. So with all that in summary, if you're looking for somebody to take over your job, to go run your company, um, is good or is better than you or, or better than you in that to start tomorrow? Uh, that's, uh, that's never going to happen. And I, I would, uh, I would like you to challenge me on that. If you, you think any differently, um, the reason why I say that, cause that is a, that's a pretty heavy statement. You guys in the spot you're in, if you're in a leadership role, if you own a company, um, you might not have the corporate experience. You might not have, um, the, the 10 year in careers, but let me tell you what you do have. You have the experience working in the environment that you're in every day. You've been doing it. You're aware of the in uh, how all the internal things work inside the company. You know the customers. You know the format. You know the marketing. You know the operations. You know the way the finance to work. You've been exposed to a lot of things that no matter how smart, how educated this outside player is, that stuff takes time to learn. 
there's only so much stuff you can learn in school. There's only so much stuff you can learn in um, other careers that are going to be adaptable to your business. And I'm not discrediting that. Like a lot of that stuff is great. I have a lot of members in my company that have brought phenomenal tools and things that we've taken from their experience into our business. That's been a big help. But the thing that takes the most time is learning the business. And the only way to learn the business is through the experience of working the business. And that's why you hear a lot of companies that have made it and they talk about hiring within because those people understand the business. And you got two jobs that you're going to have to do. Which way you go? You got or two options. Option one, you hire somebody with all the experience outside the business. They're going to come with a certain expectation, with a certain title they're going to want, with a certain authority, with certain power to go ahead and make decisions off of their experience in other companies in your company. That's going to be a disaster. I've experienced it many different times. Then you'll also have this person inside the company that does not have the manager experiences, that does not have the background in these long careers at other companies, but they understand the inner workings of your company. And if they align with your vision, if they align with your values, and um, they're going to do a damn good job. So you're going to have to put the time into work in either side. And before you promote before you hire from the outside, you need to evaluate what's going to be the best for the current situation, what's going to be the best for the current team, and what's going to be the best for the longevity of the company. Sometimes you got to promote within depending on the situation. And sometimes you got to hire from the outside. Every single situation is different. And that's why I talked about a couple interviewing skills at the beginning of this of hiring from the outside. Because again, don't get, you know, googly eyed about the, the talent and the big companies they work for or any of that stuff. Check the check the tenure out. Cool. They have some some different experiences, but align as people and align as a vision and make sure those dots connect before you go ahead and put them in role. Cause guess what? You put somebody in role, your entire organization isn't looking at them. They're looking at you because you made that decision. They're saying, hey, does a person running this show, do they know how to make the right decisions? Do they know how to put the right people in place? Or are they just doing all this shit and they're skipping me every single time? That happens in business. That's happened in my business many times. This shit is probably happening today. But that's something I'm really, I'm paying really close attention to to make sure we're making those proper plays so we don't lose any of the talent that we've been grooming within and we're not losing the traje- trajectory of our goals of the company because there's a time limit that uh, we face at the same time. So you'll know your company best. You'll know your division best. Um, but that's how you build a winning team. And uh, from with the inside or the outside, uh, you know, something I've experienced over uh, a good amount of years now and uh, felt the need to come and share it with you guys because, you know, again, back to our, our purpose um, of of this whole podcasting is to uh, provide a value in your guys's life and, um, and help you guys reach your potential through real life experiences. So this is uh, some real shit, real life experiences on the things that we faced. And that's what I got for you guys today. I'm building a team. So hope it helped talk to you soon.